This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode 5, Time. The juggle is real. You guys, that music is so good. I never know how to actually just say something as simple as, welcome back. We do. We get a little involved in the music, <laughs> like dancing around. And it's, I get stage fright on like how to say just a simple, welcome back, guys. We don't even know what to say, but welcome back. Do you want a drink? I have some Cokes in the fridge. <laughs> I don't drink Coke. I do, though. That's not my beverage of choice. No, it's not. It's water. I'm kind of boring that way. I am Becky Higgins. And with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit. Good afternoon, you guys. We're so glad to see you again. I feel like this is like a little like girls night out, but it really is like a girls afternoon in. I know, but you're saying afternoon, your evening. You're assuming that you know when everyone's listening girls, to the show. Girls, some time of day. <laughs> togetherness <laughs> that is what this is and I love it I love I checking in with you guys I love connecting and I know I am learning amazing tips to take away from each and every episode and we really hope that you guys are too me too I'm feeling it me too especially because you lost episode oh Kids so and good technology with Molly Ashton that was that was good and it was robust mm-hmm. and we could talk about it for days without end Yes. But is there something specific, something, even if it was small, what what was your takeaway? What are you applying or thinking about applying now? So two takeaways. Number one is, as we have thought and talked and prayed about this technology issue with our kids, not issue, but technology topic, thing, topic thank yeah. you, with our children, the one thing that's come to my mind, and I think you brought this up as a comment in the last episode, is I love that... I can choose for my kids, each one individually. My rules can be the same as everyone. They can be different as every, than everyone mm-hmm. else. It can be the same for all my kids or different. I am the parent and I'm in charge and I can. I don't have to match what we do in our family to what works for other people. Totally. And that's where praying together comes in is we can figure out what works for our family. Mm-hmm. And so maybe ours looks a little bit different than other people's. But I got some great tips on how to do that. And I love one thing you said, Becky, was how important it is to trust our kids. Yeah. Because like it or not, how many times have you heard that your voice becomes a voice in your kid's mind? Mm-hmm. And I want that voice to be one of encouragement, of trusting themselves and knowing to the core of their being how capable and how amazing they are. Because I hope that will help them to have confidence to make better choices. Yeah, that is the goal. That's the hope. But it does have to be a conscientious choice. What'd you take away? Did I say that word right? Conscientious? Conscientious. Conscientious? Something doesn't seem right about that. No, it's conscientious. Okay. All right, let's Sounds make like conscientious a lot of choices. Cheese, like <laughs> okay. Well, I my tangible takeaway: a couple of things. Actually, the list is quite long. I'll just mention a couple that I'm like, okay, I'm really gonna. I really, I think Disney Circle, which I keep hearing about. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why I haven't done it yet. So I literally wrote that on my to dos. Like, yeah. I want to look into that with David. I want to get us on the same page and like get going with that. And the second thing is this whole, you know, I brought it up as something that I'm kind of sorting through. This whole idea of like no tech in the cars, for example. Mm -hmm. I I was sharing with you and Molly that I've been thinking about that and like why I actually think it is good for the kids to be. For you and your family. Yes. For where you're at. But talking about it 
feels encouraging to me to really regroup, not on my own and not just with David, but in a family council setting, really counsel together as a family and talk about, hey, how do you guys think this is working? What do you feel like is working? Where do we need better boundaries? Involve the kids in that conversation of Mm -hmm. where we can improve. Because I feel like when we just go into dictating mode and just like dad and I have talked about it. This is what needs to change. Da, 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 da. Then the kids aren't, they're not invested in that decision-making. And so that's And it goes I'm... back to trusting themselves, right? Yes. It goes back to <clears throat> they will engage more in the rules if they are part of making them. And to be honest with you, I don't know about you, but my kids are amazing. And so when I right. engage them in this setting, they have amazing thoughts. Mm-hmm. They have insights I didn't have and ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Helps us all to grow stronger together, which isn't that the goal? Always. Always a Always. Well, we are honored that you're spending this time with you, us, you guys. You already know that. Um, we're super excited about today's topic as well. And we're also really grateful, as you know, to have the show sponsored because between you guys and our sponsors, this podcast is actually possible. And you know we're only reaching out to brands and companies that we just love, love, love. So without further ado, we are pleased to share with you this week's sponsor. This mother-daughter duo created their company on their farm in beautiful Oregon. The company is Details to Enjoy, and we are talking about their pocket frames. There's a chance that you may be familiar with the incredible signs that this company produced in collaboration with us this past year. The signs are to die for and such a conversation piece in our home and at the office. Okay, imagine this, a beautifully designed frame with multiple tracks for layering interchangeable signs. Now, I totally get that you may not even make sense of this until you go to our social media where we will show you the awesomeness. Here's the deal. I absolutely love switching my decor as the holidays change. Right now, it is such a pain because I basically have to take everything down and rehang pictures. You know the drill. Now I have an easier solution that enables me to change the look of my sign as often as I change my mind, and that is kind of a lot. You guys, this is genius, and it is a must-have in your home. Currently, the pocket frames come in two sizes, but we have some insider info because on November 1st, 2018, they are launching several more sizes of pocket frames and tons of customizable inserts and word kits. And have you seen their fabric pumpkins? They are so cute. So cute. Here's what you've got to do. Go to details, the number two, enjoy.myshopify.com and enter Becky10 at checkout with any purchase because that is how you're going to save 10% on your order. So go there now. You'll thank me later. You're welcome. Well, let's get right to it. Honestly, there is so much to talk about with this particular topic, but can I just first point something out to you? Did you notice that we didn't call this episode something like 10 tips for successful time management or the best way to get more done or how to get your crap together? Oh, yes. (laughs) It's called the juggle is real because guys, there are so many balls in the air at any given time for most of us. It does feel like a juggling act and that's a very real part of life. It's part of yours. It's part of ours. And because we're a community here... And when you see the post about this episode on our Instagram, which is Cultivate a Good Life, please chime in because we definitely are going to be 
anxious to hear your insights and your tips and things that are working for you with regards to time management or balance or whatever you want to call it. I know there's a lot of buzzwords for this topic. And so for me, juggle, like that's just kind of what this is. Well, and I think that's really what it is. Right. Now, on the positive note of juggling, I am happy that I'm filling my life with things to juggle. Yeah. Because the other way where maybe in the past I've I've done is I disengage from everything because mm. it's too difficult to mm-hmm. to juggle. Mm-hmm. And so that's not what you need to do. No. It's amazing that you're engaging and have all these things to juggle. That's a good thing. Good but hopefully point. this episode will help to teach you some things to maybe take one or two of those balls out of the air and be able to really focus. Yeah. And be the best darn circus juggler you've ever seen. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? That reminds me. A lot of people I've heard over the years, and maybe you have too, when people talk about this kind of topic, they'll usually say something like this. Can I go into quote mode? Go. Quote. Air quote. Here we go. Quote. People ask me all the time, how do you do it all? And I say to them, I don't do it all. Close quote. Okay. We've heard that a million times. Here's the deal. To each their own, for sure. But I think that the misconception about time management and juggling and all of that, it's just, it's so dynamic. It's so interesting because everyone is so individual and has different perspectives and experiences. But one thing that I I want to just say right out the gate is that you can really do pretty much anything you could possibly want to do. It just cannot all happen at the same time. Amen. It can never. You can have it all. Yeah. Stitch this on a pillow. Buy yourself a sign. I can't wait. Perhaps our sponsor for this episode can help (laughs) you with that. You can have it all, but you cannot have it all at the same time. And that's true. It is true. Times and seasons. Times and seasons for sure. And to be honest, the way that I was thinking about approaching this particular topic was I was actually thinking about interviewing a bunch of our friends because we have a lot of mom friends, working mom friends, people who are very similar in our life situation, which is... The juggle is real, right? Mm-hmm. Getting tips from ideas I, or getting tips from them. And I was thinking about even just like going into research mode and reading, picking up a few more books or or researching online or whatever. The thing is, what kind of hit me is that you guys listening, you can do your research. You can ask your friends. You can read the books and the blogs. What we are hoping to provide in this episode on this podcast right now is not necessarily what you're going to find anywhere else because we're going to keep it close to home and we're going to share our personal experiences with the juggle. So you're probably picking up on the fact at this point that Becky and I don't hold back from being transparent. Today will be no different. We will share what has worked for us and... And I, I should say, most of what we're going to share is the stuff that has worked for us because that's mm-hmm. what we're here to do. We want to encourage you, get you inspired. And I also feel like it's very important for us to share where perhaps we're feeling downright stuck. Like right now, yeah. today, we will share our own juggling act and where maybe we're getting stuck because then we can get your help on that too. That's what we're hoping. So let's get to it. Um, in no particular order, I have um, – it's not a list of 30. Don't worry. <laughs> It's a good, concise list. It is a great, great list, but I it's am a, a good list, list maker. It's it's just the way that I compartmentalize my it's thoughts. part of your charm and your your set of very unique, <gasps> amazing skills. Charm? It is. It's that is charming. So sweet. Your notes have the most beautiful. 
in the show notes, we are going to take a picture of her notebook <laughs> because you've never seen a more beautiful to-do list. Oh Mine gosh. is like I'm sometimes blushing. a little angry, sometimes a little – it's there. <laughs> Becky's looks like you could hang it on your darn wall. Literally never before in my life has anyone associated my list making with charm. That is I the sweetest is. thing ever. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Okay. All right. So here is where I will begin. Can we just start with the topic of multitasking, multitasking, mm. multitasking, however you want to say it, multitasking. There are so many misconceptions about multitasking. Does it work? Does it not? Are we supposed to? Should we not? I've heard all the controversy and I'm kind of over that conversation. Like, I think yes and no exactly. to all of the above. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And so here's what I would ask us to think about with this this subtopic of multitasking. And that is, can we be a little bit more aware of when it works for us? Here's the key word, for us. Right. Not for the neighbor, not for the sister-in-law, not for your mom. When does multitasking actually work for you and when does it not? Maybe we can both give a couple of examples. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, this is something that's like, do you want to start or sure. should I? Okay. So multitasking is such a double-edged sword. So times for me that multitasking is amazing. Yeah. Um, generally, multitasking is good when I am alone. So mm-hmm. I'm hiking. I'm listening to podcasts all the time. Yep. I love it. It's a great thing to do together. They, the two activities enhance each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm home cleaning, I will listen to music. I'll listen to my scriptures. I'll do some multitasking totally works. Mm-hmm. When I have found that multitasking does not work for me, um, so say I'm riding in the car, even on a long car ride, if I get on my phone because I have to make an important phone call, it doesn't matter if I'm in the car for six hours with my kids or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They dislike that. Yeah. The multitasking in that instance, although maybe efficient, does not serve the purpose of making my family stronger because my kids perceive that as they're being pushed aside. Priorities. Does not work. Right. Um, If I'm cooking dinner, I like to multitask and help the kids with homework. We have a lot of areas in our home that we've created that are kind of multi-purpose areas. Mm -hmm. So the kids can come. I can come. One final area that does not work for multitasking and an area that I have, we are really just cracking on the whip on this at our house right now, is having a multi-purpose for my husband and my bedroom. Okay. So we don't ever have our kids sleep in our room with us. However, there is a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell you, I could have 10 bathrooms in my house and everyone would shower in the master. Oh my gosh. It's just a thing. I don't understand it. Oh my gosh. All the same products. All I don't understand. Is that like really happening? Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh, I thought it was just us. In fact, when we built our house, someone said, oh, it would be great if you had one more bathroom. And I made the comment, I could have 10. It doesn't matter. I guarantee everyone's going to shower in here. Oh my gosh, So we're trying to be more intentional about not multipurposing that particular room of our house. Yeah. um, Making it just for he and I. And so those are some things that are... Working and not working yeah. currently in the Proud Fit household. Such How about you? good examples. Well, the first thing that you said actually strikes me. I never thought of articulating it that way, but it is when I'm by myself that I am better able to multitask in the ways that are intentional mm-hmm. and that do work. I, I'm with you, sister. Hiking, walking, working out in a way that's not following a, a video or whatever or isn't at, at the gym yeah. with an instructor – those are great times I like to plug in and listen. Sometimes I do hikes or walks with zero sound. I'm not plugged Ooh. in at all. Do I you loved- find yourself getting bored? And you, does it oh take gosh. a little effort to kind of like be okay with that stillness? So I 
I choose different times for stillness. I don't actually have it as a scheduled, right. regular, consistent thing. And so I'm actually, I usually go by how I feel. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like I've got, my mind is spinning. I've got a lot on my mind. I need to sort through some things mentally, emotionally, whatever. The yeah. last thing I want to be doing is listening to any sort of outside input. Right. And so I will, in that moment, go, you know what? No AirPods today. It's just me and... You in the mountain. Yeah, me in the mountain. Yeah. Me and... And God, you know, if I'm being mm-hmm. very prayerful or me and my thoughts or me and just me. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm pretty intentional about that. Um, something that David does, which I think is great, is sometimes David and I will enjoy watching a show together. Mm-hmm. And that is when he uses the time to stretch. He gets oh, really tight at the gym and he's great about working out. I'm so proud of him because this is something that he's really like worked on stepping up in his life the last couple of years. He's yeah. being more consistent. He's doing great. Well, that means he's getting tighter, you know, because his muscles are getting worked in different ways. And so he has old. like a stretching band and he has, he Good does like very intentional stretching exercises or stretching whatever um, while we'll watch a show together. And that's actually sometimes what I'll do while he's stretching is I'm finishing the last part of the laundry that, by the way, speaking of boundaries with, with the mask bedroom uh-huh you know our bedroom has a lot of space and that's where sometimes the family laundry happens and where the clean laundry mountain right? tends to reside yes yeah exactly I actually don't regret that I have very fond memories in our house with that laundry pile and our kids wrestling around it and whatever my kids treat it like because in Arizona we don't have like the autumnal fall of the leaves right. so my kids mm-hmm. play in the like laundry in the clean laundry pile <laughs> just like you would in a pile of leaves you know what that works I love that um, but I will agree with you that when I'm with my family, being on my phone during family time doesn't work. And the mm-hmm. other time that doesn't work, let's go back to being alone. When I'm alone and let's say I'm at my desk working or I'm at home, you know, working on, say, an outline for the next podcast episode or whatever I'm doing that requires my brain to either read or write. It could be emails. It could be something really deep. It doesn't matter if it's reading or writing. Both of those use parts of my brain that do not need any other words hitting my brain. And so Mm -hmm. I cannot listen to lyrical music. Music with lyrics, no, does not work. Um, That is the kind of multitasking that I cannot do. I can listen to instrumental music, but Mm -hmm. words get in the way. So, all right. So multitasking, the point there we want to emphasize is just make sure you connect with when it works and when it does not. The next thing to bring up is batching your time. I talk about batching a lot and compartmentalizing a lot in terms of memory keeping, projects, you know, stuff like that. It makes so much sense. Well, when it comes to your time, um, I don't want to say, hey, we need to compartmentalize. When I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm home, I'm home. I, that's great. But I also live in a... In a reality? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> that doesn't fine. work? Yeah. No, that's my reality is yeah. that the, the boundaries are blurred sometimes. And you know what? It's fine. And it's good. And my family, like, it's just a thing that we do sometimes where they know that mom sometimes is working while they're doing homework or whatever. So I just don't feel like that's a black and white thing. That's a personal choice. Um, But when it comes to batching and compartmentalizing, this is what I want to explain. When I, for example, am at work and I see my ding, 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 all the, like, um, notifications yes. coming through on my phone that's mm-hmm. silenced, but, you know, the buzzing sound or whatever. I have to just not even look at it. Or if I look at it, quick glance, put it back down, just so I'm aware that there's no emergency regarding my kids or whatever. Right. But this is really important in my batching experience because when I do that and I say, 
I am going to focus on this particular project and I will not let myself be interrupted until I'm done. Yeah. The reason why that works is because when we pay attention to the interruptions, small as they may be, we get distracted and get off track enough. We don't realize it, but we do. We respond to that text, for example. Well, responding to the text might take 20 seconds, but guess how long it takes you to actually turn back, think about where did you leave off, where were you in that project, re get your wheels back in motion yeah. and get right back into the mode where you left off. Well, you have just now doubled or tripled that time. Yeah. It's that transition time yeah. in between transitioning from it is switching your brain. That's exactly what it is. So the minutes add up, ladies and gents, if you're here as well. I hope that some of your husbands that are listening I or your boyfriends so or your sons or your brothers. I'm pretty sure my husband <laughs> listens once in a while. I would not put money on my husband listening. <laughs> he has listened to far more content from his wife over the years than he probably would ever want. That would be my best guess. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so that, that would be kind of what we want to share there is when you're truly focused on one type of task and you eliminate all other distractions, I really believe that you are so much more efficient. I agree. This is something my husband and I talk about in regards to housework. And I'm going to share with you what works for me. Okay. It doesn't have to work for you. Um, in you know the the hamster wheel of life we're on it and when i start to get overwhelmed with my house if i've had a few busy days and i haven't been home a lot and the laundry is building up and all that um th- my husband's method of cleaning is to like kind of do like 20% everywhere and then 30% everywhere mm. and eventually the whole house is cleaned together i have okay. learned for myself if you apply this batching your time principle to house cleaning yeah for me, it's more helpful to say, okay, I have this laundry to fold. I'm going to fold this laundry, and then the laundry is done. I'm going to clean this bathroom top to bottom, then it's done. Mm-hmm. For me, that is a much better way to do it. It makes my brain happy yeah. because I feel like I'm really accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. And I find that if I do it the other way that my husband likes to do it, like we stay at like a perpetual 80% completion rate on everything. Right. And so batching your time, I never thought of it in, in terms of time. Yeah. But that's a... Fantastic, fantastic tip. It may not work for everybody, but I'm I'm a very organizationally minded person. Like yeah. order makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Really, truly, like it's part of how I thrive is when I have order. It doesn't mean I have like serious OCD issues because I actually do not. Um, but when I can compartmentalize or batch or do anything or make lists, lists yeah. make me happy, then I just feel like I just my brain just works better. It just does. does. That leads me to the next thing that I wanted to share, and that is brain dumping. Is that a weird term for what I'm about to talk about? You know, I actually think it's a pretty aptly named because that's what it is. It's taking the chaos Mm -hmm. and getting it, taking the chaos and organizing it on paper. Totally. And it doesn't have to be on paper, but let's go there. Do you guys... Well, where else would you put it if not paper? Um, In your phone. A lot of people oh, are very digital, yeah. right? And so it depends. I have things that I put in my phone and I have things I put That's on paper. That's true. My husband yeah. would totally do phone and I like the paper. I like the simple notebook, pen to paper. Where do you get those notebooks? You know, it's this little <laughs> BeggyHiggins.com, I believe is what. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right. Do you, have you ever thought about how much actually goes through your head in any given day? Like the, when I think about that, like... Technology, not technology, just information coming through your brain, ideas that come to mind. 
I don't know how any of us can expect to remember everything that comes through our minds. And yet there are so mm-hmm. many things that come into my brain that I don't want to forget. So it's very, it's very straightforward to say, write the things down so that you don't have to store them all in your head. So here's the experience that I have with this. The more that I can get things off my mind, think with me here, because this is deep. Like really think about this. The more that I can get things off my mind, maybe onto paper, for example, Mm -hmm. the better focused I am. And because I don't have them stored in my brain, then I actually find myself more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Because that space is there. I find myself more creative because that space is there. When I create space in my head because I've brain dumped, I've taken right. those things out and put them on paper, mm-hmm. it's like the space has been created for me to be even more thoughtful, even more creative. Please yes. tell me that made sense. No, and I actually have a kind of weird analogy for this. Okay. Okay. Not analogy. It actually happens on an almost nightly basis. Okay. Have you ever been laying in bed? And you kind of have to go to the bathroom, but you're like, yeah, maybe I don't. Yeah. We're all comfy cozy and I just don't want to. But then you go through this cycle in your mind for a good 10 minutes and then you finally are like, I just need to go to the bathroom. Then you go to the bathroom and you can come back and sleep peacefully. The more that you have like stuff rolling around that you're not putting on paper, I think there's like that notifications in your brain Mm. that's like, remember this. Mm -hmm. And then you're thinking about the actual thing. Oh, you got to write this down. Totally. And so it stops that ticker wheel of like. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's totally what it is. And just go to the bathroom just for Pete's sake. Just go to the bathroom. <laughs> I do that all the I time, you guys. I am so glad that if there's one bit of advice they're getting out of this episode, they're being reminded to just go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right. The next thing I want to talk about is putting those priorities in writing. Woo. Okay. That one we could talk about for days. I want to keep this more on the brief side because we, Becky and I have a goal to keep this, you know, under an hour. Under an hour. <laughs> We could talk, but apparently we like to hear ourselves talk. So sometimes, (laughs) okay. So I will briefly explain how I keep track of my to dos, and I really mean I can keep this brief because really, what makes more sense is if if you can actually watch me Mm -hmm. demonstrate this. And I've created a video, and it's on YouTube, and I will link to it in the show notes. So that will make the most sense. But to put it at a really high level, using my notebook. I put my to-dos and I, I, um, I separate them mostly like work stuff and then like home and family stuff. Categories don't matter, but for me, that's how I like to compartmentalize. And so at the beginning of each day, when I look at my list, I will take a highlighter to those first few things, not 10 things, but the first few things that I feel like are the most pressing, the most time sensitive. They really need to happen that day. When right. I've accomplished something, I um, put a nice thick black Sharpie marker right through that because oh, that that's like, good. oh, it feels even better than a check mark. Oh, for sure. I mean, it feels good, mm-hmm. right? So that so now I'm using a pen, I'm using a highlighter, and I'm using a Sharpie marker. Like right. It's just kind of my system. And then when the page gets kind of messy and full, then I'll rip it out and then I rewrite what's left and then add from there. And that's just kind of my system. Again, it works for me. I don't, you know, I wouldn't suggest that it's going to work for everybody, but we have had a lot of customers over the years who have watched that YouTube video who are like, oh my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. changed my life. And so I do recommend um, that you might check that out. Now, your husband, Taylor, just shared recently something called the rule of three. He had seen it on a website called a life of productivity.com, yes. which I, again, this is all linked in the show notes. And when I went and looked at it, I saw that it actually came from, I think it was a book by JD Meyer. 
mm-hmm. called Getting Results the Agile Way, a personal results system for work and life. Do you want to explain the rule of three or do you want me to? I don't know if you even really looked into it or not, but Taylor brought this up and I'm like, ooh. I know. He's a smart, smart man. He's a smart man. Okay. Do you want me to explain it? So Explain away. All right. Really briefly, the rule of three is that at the beginning of each day, and this is every single day, in my mind, I, I like to apply this even on weekends, whatever. At the, at the beginning of each day, on a fresh piece of paper, you write down three goals that you have for that day. Only three. Mm-hmm. And you then write three goals you have for the week, three goals or objectives or whatever you want. And on that same piece of paper, you write down three goals you have for the whole year. And the point of doing that is that it's, in theory, it's supposed to help you stay focused on your purpose. I just read about this. When Taylor shared that, Mm -hmm. I just read about it. So I'm going to be totally honest and say this is not something I've yet implemented. Yeah. um, But I'm I'm thinking about it as somewhat of an experiment because if I write three main goals in a day and of the week and of the year, I can't help but think that there is – an advantage to that in terms of my ability to remember that when you look at the big picture, what's really most important to and where do I really want to be a year from now actually will have an impact yes. on the goals that I set this week and this day. And my husband's actually really pretty good at doing this. And um, so we do goal setting every Sunday night. As um, a couple or as a family? As a couple. Okay. Um, after we put the kids to bed, we kind of review the week and we do our finances particularly in two-week blocks. Okay. Um, and so we just kind of discuss all the things coming up. So I think this rule of three put into practice as well. The first couple of times you do it, it might seem weird. But then as you continually have a routine of doing it, Mm -hmm. it just triggers your brain to think about. It keeps you focused on your short-term and your long-term goals and making sure your short-term goals are stepping stones to your long-term goals. Right. Um, Instead of just those little meaningless, like just staying busy to be busy. And one thing I love, actually, Becky taught me about her list – making I don't know a while ago and one thing I love about it because I would make lists and in my mind I'd be thinking okay what's the most important thing I have to do today and I'd write it down and then I'd be like oh darn it that's not I Mm. love that you recommend that you put all those things down look at the list yeah get them out of your head and then highlight because then you can look at all the things and prioritize based off of each other because sometimes if I'm trying to do that step in my head Mm -hmm. I'm not really prioritizing correctly. Mm-hmm. And so that has been really helpful for me. Maybe what I'll do, you're inspiring me to maybe adapt my list making, keep my system as it is because it truly works for me, but maybe add on that page mm-hmm. my goal, my three goals of the year that I'm thinking of that week. Because yeah. I have lots of goals in any given year, but really three big picture things that yeah. really kind of help me to Or maybe prioritize. one for business, mm-hmm. one for home and family. Ooh, one for personal. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. Ooh, that might be my takeaway. Okay, big rocks first. Everyone should know this analogy. And if you do not, you're going to know it now. The whole idea. Oh, yeah. This is, in fact, we've done it with our family. Mm -hmm. You guys have probably done it with your family. Yep. Like, this is a great um, object lesson for sure. If you picture a, a jar, and you picture that next to the jar, you have these really big rocks, and then you have some smaller pebbles, and then you have some sand. If you try to put the sand in the jar first and then the pebbles and then you start putting those big rocks in, you will find out very, very quickly that you can only fit a couple of the big rocks. They just won't fit in. Mm -hmm. So you demonstrate that 
if you're doing this object lesson with your kids, which we think you should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really good one. And then you take everything back out of the jar and then you – instead, you put the big rocks in first – and then the pebbles, the pebbles kind of go into all the crevices and, cr- and um, spaces. Mm-hmm. And then the sand goes in, and you can't possibly imagine that it's all going to fit in there. And guess what? It's like magic. It all fits. Mm-hmm. What's the lesson? Put the big rocks first. First things first. The most important stuff in your life needs to go in the jar first. And so when what I. What are some examples of some of the big things, Beck? Okay. What do you think? Well, this is personal, right? Right. Like, for everybody, it's going to be something I just different. Want to ha- yeah, to have an idea. Yes. So for me, what you think? Big rocks right now for me personally are prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pers- my personal prayer um, every morning. And it de- and and when I say first things first, I I want to I want to emphasize that sometimes really important big priorities and sometimes the biggest priorities don't have to physically come first right, in the your day. First thing in the morning. Right. But for me, what I've been working on, my biggest rocks are prayer mm-hmm. and scriptures mm-hmm. and exercise. And that has been that has totally changed my day. Mm-hmm. And I say this as if it were a brand new thing I'm experimenting experimenting with. It is not. I have right. done this before. I I am doing sometimes I'm doing better with my priorities and sometimes I need a little kick in the rear to get back on track. Yep. And that's why I love this analogy and this object lesson of thinking about those big rocks first because sisters, I am telling you, when my big rocks go in the jar first, the pebbles, the let's say it's my work and it's getting the kids everywhere they need to be and mm-hmm. it's whatever. And then the sand for me would be like scrolling social media or, you know, tackling that project that doesn't, it's not time sensitive. It doesn't happen, have right. to happen today. But those are maybe not the best examples. But big rocks, pebbles, and sand are whatever the small, the biggest and medium and smallest things are in your life and prior, prioritizing them and making sure that the biggest rocks go in first. My big rocks right now are pretty similar to yours, but another big rock item that has been surprisingly hard to put in that jar first has been having intentional time with just our family mm-hmm. doing meaningful things. Yeah. Like uninterrupted family time with just our family. Yeah. That's been really hard. Yeah, we have it's kids harder getting than older. you would think it's supposed to be. But we have really felt like that's something we need to focus on. And so that is one of our big rocks that we are working on. That's like a super important big rock. It is. Well, and on this big rocks first, and when we're talking about this, and some of us um, have heard of and think about a lot the phrase good, better, best. Same concept. Like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of good things that we're involved in. Lots and lots and lots of good things. But there are things that are even better that we should be spending our time doing. And then there are the very best things. In my opinion, your family time and that focus that you're trying to put toward that, that would be the best Right. Like that's something you've got to do and you've got to prioritize. We don't want to have regrets later in life that we didn't prioritize things like that. Those babies, they're just growing up. Oh, so fast. Just don't. It's like blink of an eye. I can't. Here's one more thing I want to say about this on um, before I go into the next thing. Sometimes I've heard advice that – let's talk about work, for example. Um, a lot of you guys who are listening do work in some way, inside the home, outside the home, whatever – in my personal experience, and some of the advice I've heard is when you get to your desk, you before you even look at your inbox, you want to tackle that one big project, that thing that's looming on your to-do list. You still haven't gotten it done, or it's really it's time sensitive and it's big, but you keep procrastinating because you're overwhelmed by it or whatever, whatever that looks like. 
that's fine. And I get the advice for sure. But what I want to add is you can maybe do the big project first before you get to the little stuff. And here's the key word, unless it makes sense to do the opposite. You have to know how you function best. Here's my way of comparing it. Hmm. When I um, am in my home office and I am ready to scrapbook and I'm I'm ready to like pull out my kids' stuff and really catch up on the past year or right. eight years. <laughs> I'm just, whatever. I'm just for saying example. whatever. You know, speaking for a friend. Um, <laughs> when I do that, if my desk has a lot of stuff on it, I and I start trying to pull out that stuff, mm-hmm. I will not be able to focus on right. the bigger project. So the analogy is I need to clear my desk off. I need to take care of those little things and spend the 20 minutes doing that, put things away, throw things away, get the right. desk clear, and then I am better functioning at the bigger project. So mm-hmm. when you have heard that advice, because I feel like most of us probably have, right. please remember that if that's not how you function best for that particular project, then that's not good advice for you. Take care of the little stuff first, and then you can dive in with clarity. Yeah. All right. The next thing, short and sweet, follow the energy. Follow the energy that chooses you and let that help you prioritize. What on earth is Becky talking about? (laughs) I got to be honest. I read this in the notes and I thought, I'm going to just let her explain that to me because here we go. I think I know what you mean. I will. I totally will. Here's the best example I can give. Weekends. I sometimes, because we are actually not the type of family that has our Saturdays booked, because mm-hmm. we um, just, our kids and the sports that they're in or the activities just happen to not be Saturday-based things. So when I go to bed on Friday night, instead of doing my usual thinking, which is, okay, tomorrow, wake up, priorities, I got this and that and the long list and all of that, on sometimes on a Friday night when I go to sleep, I think to myself, I'm going to let that energy direct where I spend my time tomorrow. And what I mean by that is I will wake up or David and I will wake up and and one of us or both of us will feel energy to do something, whatever that is. It could be running errands. It could be talking about the house that we're building right now. It could be um, packing boxes because we're preparing for a move. It could be organization. Getting up and making pancakes for the kiddos and having a big breakfast. It could be, oh my gosh, I'm in the mood. I've got energy. I want to go on a hike. Do you guys want to go on a hike with me? And so instead of scheduling every single thing, I Mm -hmm. let the energy guide where some of that time is spent. I don't think that's practical for every single day, but I will say that I've applied that during the week a lot of times when I come home from a long day at work, got the kids, they're doing their homework, and I all of a sudden get this burst of energy to fill in the blank, whatever. Whatever that is, instead of going, well, that's not what I planned on, I will say, you know what? Go with it. If I have the energy – and the energy is directing me in that in that way, then by golly, I'm going to probably be even more efficient with my time because yeah. I'm going to actually enjoy it. Well, so. and what I love about that too is one of the things in the past maybe I have done that has not been super successful is – and I know my husband really hates, okay. is I will kind of map out Saturdays with like, okay, we need to get this chore done and that chore done, mm-hmm. and then I need to do this, and then we have this sporting event. And when I'm scheduling out the family's lives, yeah. especially on a, like a Saturday or a Sunday, that is not received well, and nobody wants to feel dragged along. So I love that what you're saying. That's such great advice to be including your family and then and really the immediate needs or the immediate wants even yeah. of your family you know, putting that into perspective, 
That's awesome. I think my family would really appreciate that. <laughs> hey, on a Saturday, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, and you know what that conversation looks like sometimes just between me and David, like when we will get up on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, and we'll get breakfast going or whatever. But I, I'm usually the initiator of the conversation. Shocking, I know. And I will say, <laughs> where are you feeling it today? Where are you feeling? Where are you? And I don't, I don't go into the talk of energy, but he knows what I'm talking right, about. Right. The, the conversation is, are you feeling motivated in a certain area? What do you? Because what that means and what he knows without me saying it is, I respect his. opinion. Opinion. And if he feels the energy to, um, you know, pack up a closet, for example, I bring right. up packing so much because that's the mode of that's life your, that we're in right now. Um, but life. if he's in the mood to do that, then I actually want to be respectful enough of what his energy is. Right. And I can conform. I don't have to, but I can and I want to yeah. if it makes sense for, you know, for that day. So, all right. The next thing is to decide ahead of time. Well, that is just a life principle that is part of the moral compass that we all, that should be its own episode. Yep. I'm just saying it. But in terms of time management and juggling the juggle, making decisions ahead of time, making those decisions in advance so that you don't have to think so hard about so many decisions every single day is a game changer. And I am good about this sometimes. And I'm really crappy about this sometimes. (laughs) I'm just all in the same week. Well, seriously, can I give you an example? Oh, please do. Right now in this moment, I am, I can tell you where I'm doing really well and where I'm doing really poorly. Where I'm doing really well is I've made a decision and I'm kind of making this decision every Sunday, you know, at the beginning of the, the new week is that when I wake up, I will lace up no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's a game changer for me in, in terms of my efforts to exercise more regularly. Because when I know that no matter what, I will be lacing up my shoes and putting them on, it doesn't matter if I'm going for a walk, it doesn't matter if I'm going to be um, going on a hike or whatever I'm doing, it's yeah. getting me outside and I will in some way burn calories right. and get my heart rate up, right? Hey, that's so, great. That's a decision that I don't have to think about every morning. Every morning, I don't lay there going, should I? Yeah. Shouldn't I? It's just I your routine. Know. Yeah, it's just routine for sure. And um, where I am doing really crappy, I'm always happy to talk about this because sometimes I'm really great <laughs> about it. Always happy to talk about the crappy. No, seriously. I am really crappy at meal planning right now. Yeah. But the good news is I'm really excited to try out our best bites, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Um, and that meal plan, and I'm, I have this goal and I'm going to work toward that. Right. But the point with that is that when, um, when we, I slash we are really good at talking about it ahead of time, what does the week look like? Mm-hmm. How many homemade meals are realistic? Right. Which nights are we actually going to physically be able to sit around say, the table? Have everybody actually right. home. Cause that's not every night in our right. family. There's just, it's impossible. And that's our mm-hmm. choice with the activities the kids are involved in. Um, then anyway, when I make that decision or when David and I make that decision ahead of time, then no longer do we have the conversation at 430, what's, what's for, for dinner? dinner? Yeah. Well, and you cannot underestimate for Taylor and I, one thing that we've worked really hard on in the past couple of years is there have been times where I have felt like I was the keeper of all the things, the schedule and the plans. And, and that was horribly stressful for me. And mm-hmm. for him, he want, you know, he wanted input and I was kind of Taking control? Taking control. I know, shocking. That's weird, Dictating right? and taking control. <laughs> and so taking that time, and we do it at nighttime. One thing we utilize is a shared um, calendar mm-hmm. um, on our phones, which is really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking the time to discuss with each other, because if you're like us, there are times when we are like two ships passing in the right. night with all the things with the kids. And so really being mindful about taking the time 
to even explain to him, hey, Lucy has a performance this Thursday, and I know Weston has a big um, social studies test on Friday. Just communicating with each other and information sharing, it helps to give him an idea of, like, what the next week is going to look like. For sure. And, man, it makes a difference when you – if you are married – um, that you can, with your spouse, get on the same page. Um, I, I actually really appreciate, we can joke about your control issues, but right. <laughs> I appreciate that you brought that up because I have a feeling that a lot of our listeners will connect with that and relate to the control issues that mm-hmm. maybe they don't realize that maybe they have yep. um, that we should be considering. You know, that that's, that's something that we could, I'll put it this way, um, we should ask our spouse how they might feel they could be more involved. Right. If we are the one that is keeping track of all of the things and we are yes. really, you know, taking charge of all of that, I just feel like... Which sometimes is a natural thing as course. a mom to do. My yeah. interaction with the kids, I'm with them more during the day. And when we say control issues, you know, it's not like Take a horribly <laughs> negative thing. No. But, you know, it is something that is a very natural pattern to fall yes. into and can kind of be one of those silent things in your marriage that maybe creeps in mm. that you just want to... Check in. Yeah. Check Check the temperature. For sure. That actually leads me to the next thing, which is to get it scheduled. Mm Because you you mentioned calendars and kind of talking about things going on. Um, The first thing I want to say is, and this is just putting it so, so simply, if you want it to happen, get it on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So case in point, if you're saying, you know, I just, I wish that I were better about working out or I wish I, I wish I just don't have time to read. I love, I used to love reading and I just don't have time to like whatever your excuse is or whatever your thing is. How about look at the calendar and actually physically, whether it's paper or electronic, whatever your calendar system is, put it in the calendar, block it off, say right there on the calendar. If it's appropriate to be in the shared family calendar, even better, but block it off as this is when this is going to happen. I guarantee that the chances of you doing the thing are going to increase. Well, and have you ever had the experience? Because I actually had an experience like this a few weeks ago. Okay. I'm really good with my calendar and I'm pretty dialed in with that. Mm -hmm. I had a meeting at my kid's school for one of my kids where it involved like a lot of teachers. Okay. And the date had been set like a month or so. And I mean, it was a long time out. And so I don't know if I just thought I would remember or I'm on oh, campus no. a lot. Oh, no. No, I totally forgot about this meeting because it wasn't in the calendar. Why is it not in the calendar? I think I think it was one of those things where I thought, oh, I'll probably be on campus anyway. I don't oh. need to write it down. I sometimes will think, oh, snap. I'll remember that. I don't need to write it down. You guys, I they called me and I was like 20 minutes late and oh. walked into a room of like every teacher my son has. Oh. And I was mortified and I felt horrible because I had wasted a bunch of time. Oh. But it was because I didn't. That's a hard I lesson didn't. to learn. It was awful. And and, and it just yeah. it was another like good yearly kick mm-hmm. in the pants with do not think you're going to remember things because yes. we probably have ha- all had those experiences big or small. This oh, one yeah. was horrific and horribly embarrassing oh. where you just forget. Yeah. And no one likes to forget. That does not feel good. Well, then let's talk about calendars before we move on to the next thing, because I am sure that um, – I'm sure that sharing our calendar systems might be helpful. And I can, yeah. there, um, we don't need to go into 
deep details because most people know already of these systems, but right. we keep it pretty simple with calendaring and we use the calendar iCal that's built into all of the Apple devices that mm-hmm. we have. We are an Apple family. Our computers, devices, phones, everything is Apple. We know, together. we know that they own us. I know. <laughs> we understand. We are in deep, they're real, taking, real deep. <laughs> they're taking our money. It's us fine. Too, us too. But you know what? It works for us and it's, mm-hmm. it's very fluid. It's very, everything syncs so beautifully and I love that. Now, now, that's our home life. That's mm-hmm. our family life, my personal, everything like that. For work and for business, um, everything at Becky Higgins is through um, is through Google, technically. So our email accounts technically are a Gmail-based system. Mm-hmm. And so with that Gmail-based system comes the calendars. And so we actually have a shared work calendar that's yes. technically through that. But because Apple is so awesome, it also syncs um, seamlessly mm-hmm. with my iCal. And so everything I see on my calendar truly is like one calendar. So yeah. I have my work stuff. I have my personal stuff. I have my family stuff. Everything is color coordinated. It makes me happy. It's I a beautiful don't, thing. It is a beautiful thing. And I don't forget things. Um, and like your example, mm-hmm. that would happen to me too. If I thought, well, I'll already be there. Like I can totally see how that would happen because you're like me. You just put things on calendars. I can't remember everything. I, I'm sub- I mean, you should see how many times I after I brain dump, I like it. I forget. Yeah, it has because you don't be. have to remember. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what it's been your, great too. What's your calendar system? So we use same thing. We use the calendar, the shared calendar, okay. and on our shared calendar, we have a calendar between my husband and myself. Okay. Yeah. We have a calendar with our children that we have included our older children in which has been so helpful because say Weston is planning Genius. to go to the movies with X, Y, and Z. And it used to be that he'd be like, mom, I told you. And who knows whether he told me or not. Right. But let's be honest. If you don't tell me at the right time, it's I in know. one ear and out the other. Right? So having him plug into that as well has been super, super helpful for um, our cabin that we share with my husband's entire side of the family. We mm-hmm. utilize a Google calendar that also is a subcategory on it. And um, that is way way helpful. It just keeps everybody on the same page. There's no guessing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. And and when we share about this episode on social media, again, like I can't wait to hear about other people's calendar yes. systems. That'll be really fun. I have a friend who only uses physical planner calendars and wow. it's something she really loves. You know what? To each their own. Mm-hmm. The next thing that we will talk about is um, The Power of Habit. That's actually the name of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author a is book. yeah Charles Duhigg. I personally am in the middle of it. Have you actually read the whole thing? I, my husband is very, very much, he owns a business, very much into all these books. Mm-hmm. I read this book probably like 2006-ish. Okay. Like, I know what, I know ago. what house I lived in when I read it. <laughs> and we moved out of that house. Memory's in amazing. So. Well, here's what let's just say this about that, okay? Because um the reason why I wanted to bring up habits in terms of the juggle is real is because it's kind of like my my thought making that decision to lace up um, every morning. Well, that actually is part of my effort to create the habit. And mm-hmm. so he talks about the author is Charles Duhigg. If I didn't say that, I may have anyway. But he talks about habit loops. And I'm going to just tell you what that means, but I want you guys to consider reading the book or listening to the audiobook. But habit loops are made of a cue and a routine and a reward. And so what I was changing about a habit that I wanted to form and be better at doing was that my cue was waking up 
-hmm. Waking up and becoming awake, my cue was instead of looking at my phone, Mm -hmm. which I was in a habit of doing, just checking the inbox, glancing at Instagram, whatever it was, I would, that cue was I'm awake and I go straight to my closet and I, the routine is that I get my exercise clothes on. I head downstairs to put my shoes on. My oldest son is up that early for an early morning um, scripture study class called Seminary. So I chat with him for a minute, and I am ready to exercise. The reward is, of course, the the one you know um, endorphins being released and right. you know, all the great feelings that come from exercise. But the the point of the power of habit and why I think everyone should read it and understand more about the psychology behind that is because we can change habits. All of us have bad habits, mm-hmm. but we they are changeable when you understand more of how they happen and how you can adjust that and what that looks like and hearing lots of examples. Yes. So I just wanted to whet your appetite, throw it out there. We don't have a personal relationship with Charles Duhigg. We don't. But I'd like to. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> he seems amazing. I'm assuming he's still alive. I don't even know how old the book is. But it's a great it's a great something for you to look into. All right, music for motivation. Oh, I love this. Well, I mean, you've talked about this. I love music. Music is such a motivator in my life in general. If yeah. I put on a certain tone of music, it can totally invite peace and calm into my home. If I put on you know, more of an uppie. It can totally motivate me to get going. Mm-hmm. Listening to our theme song. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Can I tell you something? What? Seriously, when I got to the trailhead this morning, yeah, and I just kind of felt like this wasn't the morning I wanted to listen to a podcast. I wanted to take right. a break, but I wasn't in for stillness either. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know what song just sounds so good right so now? So good. I totally put on the full length version of our podcast I love theme it. song. And you guys may not know this. The name of the song is yes she can i mean love it seriously when you know that and then you listen to it are we gonna have to play the full version for them at some point at some point we're gonna give you guys the full like three and a half minute version or whatever but can i tell you what's so fun about that yeah i busted up that trail like it motivated me it empowered me and so the point here is use music to motivate you Mm -hmm. and and what on earth does it have to do with juggling well everything in in my opinion when it comes to efficiency and if it's it's not just the motivation of like i'm gonna get up the mountain faster it's it does it feel good is that the right music to get you motivated and to make you feel good about what you're doing because if you feel good about the project you're working on, the closet you're decluttering, the the whatever you're tackling, if you feel good, then you're going to be propelling yourself into more productive um, actions, in my yeah. opinion. And so, man, I could tell you that- Snow White really said it best. What did she say? Whistle while you work. Mm. Yeah. I mean, really? No, that's good. All lessons- There's something to it, right? Lear- it really, there is. All Here. lessons can be learned <laughs> from Disney. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> We're getting you. her there, folks. We are getting her there. <laughs> All right. Two more that I want to share. Know when to quit. We have a friend who oh, recently said, I know, but I believe, I'm a big believer in this and I can actually speak to this on the other side because I've yeah. learned to say no really well. But we have, you and I have a common friend who said, um, sometimes I just need to put myself in time out. Yes. And I'm like, that's genius. That's what it is. I want a timeout. I know. Well, this is what it means. For the love that is all right in the world, we need to take proper breaks. Mm-hmm. So, for example, 
um, last episode, episode four, where we talked about kids and technology. One of the things that we discussed and that Molly brought up was that how in her family, they set aside Sunday. I think we all try to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, But specifically with technology, they set it to the side altogether. No one's using technology on Sunday because it's a break. It helps you to reset and recharge those batteries and make it different. So for me, what this means is taking a break isn't just, oh, don't work on the weekends because that Mm -hmm. is very, that's a big deal. Um, But it's also, if I'm having a day and sometimes I have a day and I am feeling burned out, frustrated, whatever, when our friend was saying, I put myself in timeout, I'm like, oh my gosh, I connect with that because what that means for me, I will go take a nap. Yeah. I can take a nap. Some people aren't nap takers. I can take a nap because I can close my eyes. I can shut everything out of my mind and just rest it out. It could be for 20 minutes, 45 minutes. It could be an hour and a half if I need it, but I will just rest because I'll tell you what, I am a new person when I wake up. Yeah. It makes a difference. I think this is a behavior too that is so important to model for our kids. Um, we talked in episode three about you know, not feeling the pressure to be super women, right? Right. right? And and sometimes it does make me nervous that I see my kids watching me try to accomplish all the things and do all the things and be everything. Mm-hmm. And this behavior of taking a break, of being intentional with that, yeah. it sends a message. Your your health, your wellness is 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 important. It's a big rock in your life, right? And not to put yourself aside to take the breaks when you need the breaks and come back stronger. And you will come back stronger mm-hmm. if you're properly taking the breaks, yeah. small or big. You will come back stronger. And maybe your break for me napping. If I nap, although it's awesome, mm-hmm. I feel kind of gross for the rest of the day. Although I do love it. So sometimes um, taking the break for me will mean like reading a book or watching a show or Mm -hmm. sometimes even just calling a friend on the phone I haven't talked Mm -hmm. to in a while. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to decide what break will make you stronger, you know, make you more focused when you come back. Absolutely. Identify that for you because it will look different for everybody. We have another common friend who is a bath taker. I mean, oh, yes. she loves. I love do you too? See, I'm not a bath taker. Oh, I like I so once in a blue moon, I'll be like, well, that really, only great. during the winter. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I really like to do? What? I can't Probably even. Probably not for everybody. What? I love to get in the bath. Like I make it as hot as it can go. Okay. Because then the bath lasts like 20 minutes, and then I'm up and at them. Ouch. But I like to watch like a Hulu show. Oh yeah. In the bathtub. Yeah. And then I watch it, and I get out, and I'm relaxed, and I'm. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you say Hulu? Hulu. Hulu. I thought I heard an O, not a U. Hulu? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to listen back. <laughs> I if I did say Hulu, I meant Hulu. Hulu. That's going to be our new thing. Hulu. But that really like that really helps me. And if yeah. I've had a really hard day and I need to switch from mom mode to mm-hmm. wife mode, which can sometimes for me be tricky right now. <sighs> right. Um, that like 20 minute bath. Yeah. Really just... That's awesome. Gets me there. It's well, awesome. and the point here is that you've identified what that is for you. Our yeah. friend that takes sometimes two or three baths in a day, she knows that that is exactly what she needs to do mm-hmm. to just like reset, get yep. back on track. She's going to be fine. I do want to share one example of what I mean by taking breaks that's on a larger scale. 
And this example comes from back when I was with Creating Keepsakes magazine. That was like my life before I started a company nine nine years ago. I was with them for 12 years. And during that work, I did a lot of travel. Um, I traveled all over the country and and quite a bit internationally to teach people about scrapbooking. In essence, that's what I was doing. Well, one of the um, trips that I was on, I was in Orlando. You were probably there. (gasps) Oh, that's sweet. I never thought about that. We need to look Because how long did you live there? From like 2000 to early 2003. Okay, we were not there at the same time, but that was a sweet thought. Anyway, Darn it, that been I great. know. So I was in Orlando and I was at something that was called Creating Keepsakes University. I was a university professor, professing professor my love. Professor Higgins. <laughs> right? Um, so I was there. I was teaching. Well, we got, I mean, I, we had this down. We knew how to travel with balancing all the things. And so David was at home with the kids and I had the arrangements made, whatever, all was fine. Mm-hmm. Except that my daughter, who was really little at the time, ended up in the hospital. Oh. She got a really bad oh, UTI or something happened where yeah. it was just a bad situation. Aww. Got Anyway, well, there I am in Orlando on the phone with my husband, who's getting our daughter to the hospital. And yes, she was going to be fine. Yes, my husband had everything under control. Yes, we had support from friends and family with, right. the, with Porter, who was also little at the time. Everything was going to be fine, but it struck me like nobody's business that I needed to stop traveling. Yeah. It took that experience, and this is not to say that we working women shouldn't travel. That's not the point of the story. The point is it's very personal. For you I, at for this me, time. In that moment, I felt clear as day, you need to stop. Just get off the road. Right. And I have I was already booked out for a couple of more shows. I canceled them. People were disappointed and understood when I had right. an opportunity, this is pre-social media days, to explain through probably a blog post or something, this is why I'm not going. And I have never regretted that decision. Am I traveling again? Sure. I have an occasional trip. You and I are probably going to go on a trip soon. Yep. I, I, that's, it, it's neither here nor there. It's just in the moment when you yourself feel like you need to go back to the point, take a break, mm-hmm. big or small, what do you need to take a break from and yeah. why, right? You're going to feel that prompting. You just got to follow it. The last thing that I wanted to emphasize um, is what can someone else do? Now, I'm going to speak to you like we're like, you know, in a session of counseling right now okay. because you love to control all the world and your world and you have everything under control and you can do everything so well. And right. so I, I I say that I'm kind of half joking, but I was so much that way for such a long time where I just mm-hmm. felt like I need to do everything because I know what I'm doing. I'm good at what I'm doing. Right. It's got to be me, 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 me. Well, and don't you think we get kind of tied up in our head? I know I used yeah. to. Cancer, thankfully, has yeah. forced me to really that's true. re-examine, and that's been awesome. But I think sometimes I would tie my worth to, mm-hmm. like, my ability. I don't know why I felt like – well, as a mom, and especially as a stay-at-home mom, my job is to make sure everything is running. And, like, I felt like it was my thing to do. Sure. And I would tie my worth to, like, how well I was able to manage all of that. I think we all do. And really, that is not at all what it's about. First no. of all, your worth is not contingent on anything no, like that. No, but, you know, I, I also think, where is that coming from and why do we feel that way? Well, mm-hmm. because it feels good to accomplish it does. It feels really good to check things off the list and to feel like our families 
all in one piece and that we got them homemade dinner on the table and we got them to soccer practice and we did this and the laundry's caught up and we also work and we also whatever. And so I think that's a dangerous place for us to get is that we feel like we do need to do all the things. And so the point here is that I think that we need to really take a step back sometimes and reevaluate what are we doing? What am I doing right now in my life? And what could someone else do? Yeah. And this first hit me as an adult, because I, like I said earlier, I've actually kind of learned the art of no. I've actually gotten pretty good that is, about... That's a great way to say it because it's it an is art. an art. And <laughs> yeah. that may be an episode right there. Okay, well then let's Learning that. the art of no. I know, because it's really a thing. Well, it it's took important. my sweet husband to say when he I was going through a stage it's not the one and only but one (laughs) one of those many stages where I was really overwhelmed right lots of good things going on um but he was like you've got to step back what are you doing that someone else can do Mm -hmm. I have a I run a company with employees are those employees able to take on some of the things that you're doing um in our in our marriage and in our home years ago we decided to to outsource landscaping responsibilities House cleaning responsibilities. Those were two big things that were like, yes, we're capable. Yeah, we do a really good job. Right. We're actually really good at cleaning. We're really David's really meticulous with landscaping yeah. type type things. But guess what? Our time cannot be in all the places all the time. So what are we willing to give up? Right. What are we willing to let someone else do? And this doesn't just apply in business and in the home, but also in service. A lot of us serve within the the realm of community, in our children's schools, in church, and right. whatever your capacity of service is. Mm-hmm. Do you need to do everything? Or could we allow other people to have opportunities to also serve and do it the way that they might feel inspired to do it? You know, well, And as mothers... And as parents, as people, one of the things that's our main responsibility, our goal here is to raise and teach our children how to be happy, fulfilled, contributing members of society. For sure. And so by over-controlling and doing everything, even though, you know, I probably clean the toilet the best of anyone in my house. I assure you, you do. But (laughs) I was depriving the kids of these learning experiences they needed to have. Right. And so... Yeah, I have a great story about this, but you have a story too. So, oh, I do. Which story oh, do I have? Well, to then tell? never mind. No, tell me your it. story. So, when I again in episode three, we talked about my experience with cancer and how I was a little bit afraid, like all the house of cards was going to come crumbling down, yep. which it did not. One thing um, that a friend of mine came and she said, "Well, why in the world are you doing your laundry? Mm-hmm. You need to be resting. Like, wh- why are your kids not folding this laundry? And mm-hmm. I was like, because they fold it weird, it's wrinkly, and then they look homeless at school. Like, it- <laughs> And she said, that is ridiculous. Your kids can be folding their own laundry. Mm-hmm. And out of necessity, I totally let this happen. And it's stuck. I'm fine now. I could totally do it. But I wash the laundry, and then every Sunday night, mm-hmm. Mount Laundry comes out of our bedroom. <laughs> we put a big pile in the middle of our family room, yep. and we fold laundry together as a family. And we, yeah. like, watch a little show, and it has become such kind of like a cherished part of our Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of bugged at myself that it took me so long because my little five-year-old – she can fold all the laundry and hang all the Aww. things, and it's fine. It's yeah. totally, totally fine. It's her way, and she's only going to get is. better. I mean, she's trained at five years old. Imagine how her laundry is going to look in a couple of years. She's going to be a boss at it. Right? She's she does on her a great way. job. Yeah. But it was yeah. one thing that I was doing that kind of stressed me out because mm-hmm. laundry is just a hard thing. And I'm so glad that 
someone convinced me to let my kids have For a crack sure. at it and it really has become a great blessing. So well, it makes you think, what other things are you doing? That, I know. That's that the, the thing. kids actually can do themselves. I'll tack on one more thing to what you're saying and it has to do with laundry specifically because oh, I've been laundry. through I've been through a lot of cycles. I see I Get enjoy it. You've it. been through a lot of cycles oh, with that's laundry. Funny. That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't even plan on that. <laughs> so I've been through a lot of cycles with my laundry um, workflow and when my babies were babies and the kids were really little and I was starting this business and I was crazy overwhelmed and going through a period of like sleep deprivation and all of that. Aww. I hired that out. I had mm-hmm. a nanny a couple days a week for a few hours, yeah. not nothing full-time, nothing major, right. but I assigned that. And yes, it wasn't exactly how, I, you know, I gave the instructions, I crossed my fingers, and you know what? Everyone had clean They're clothes. still alive. And They're she did a great good. job, and it right. was totally fine. And I actually had a couple different people help with laundry at different points in time. And then it evolved to, okay, the kids are old enough that I don't need anyone outside of this family helping with laundry because right. now they're capable. And then I went through what you have been going through recently, which is training my kids. They're doing it themselves, whatever. Okay, the reason I wanted to add on one more thing is because what I've noticed is when we have this, all right, guys, Mount Laundry, mm-hmm. I'm going to start using that term now, Mount Laundry's ready. It's on the master bedroom floor let's go let's do this power laundry you know everyone right well I noticed that my kids would start getting really goofy and that's like when they would start wrestling and goofing (laughs) off and they would and I'm like seriously your focus needs more focus right like come on can we just get the laundry done stop back up chill out mom yeah. okay they're doing the laundry are they going to take twice as long yeah because they're goofing off yeah because they're bonding but they're interacting bingo they're bonding right so that's what that's kind of like remember what i've said before the purpose of the task is to strengthen the relationship right and that's a big deal when my kids are bonding because they're being goofy during laundry you know what that's more important i don't care how long it takes them to get it done right. it doesn't affect me so I have really taken a step back to say, you know what? No longer do I want to be the taskmaster. I just right. want them to enjoy that experience. And now I have kind of some treasured memories, right? Yeah, some treasured memories about Mount our laundry, laundry. is a fun place sometimes, yeah, isn't it? It can be. I haven't myself jumped in it, but all right, listen. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. What, jump in the laundry? Why not? <laughs> Can I jump in your laundry? Sure. I'm going to jump in Mount Laundry this week. You have one more person. That is going to be my takeaway from this episode. <laughs> I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to need a my picture. My kids are going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to need a picture of that. Okay. Well, we're about to wrap up with three high-level thoughts. But before we do that, I do want to have a little side note. Um, you know how a lot of people go, oh, what was the best and worst part of your day? Or what, what are your highs and lows of the day? The well, peaks and valleys. Yes, peaks and valleys. People mm-hmm. have all these different terms for it. Um, I, I listened to a podcast with um, that is hosted by my friend Heidi Swap and her therapist, David. I can't say his last name. Um, <laughs> David and Heidi have an excellent podcast called Light the Fight. I love it. One of the things that David has talked about is along the lines of this, but the way he tacks on this one more thing has been a game changer for me and our family conversation. And it's called Highs, Lows, and I Don't Knows. Ooh, and I, I like wanted, that. I do too. It really, because I think that sometimes we have things that are going on that aren't necessarily a high, right. not necessarily a low. We just don't know about it. We're still in the thick of it. We're still figuring right. it out. So what this has to do with time management and the juggle is I just thought really quick, I would just share really fast my high, low, and an I don't know mm-hmm. of time management right now, today, in this time. So right. my high right now is that my morning priorities are 
they're really good. I'm I'm having that initiative initiative to wake up, lace up, get yeah. out the door, exercise, prioritize prayer, scriptures. Like I feel really good about that. That is a high. Mm-hmm. A low for me is struggling to get homemade dinner on the table because I'm I'm lacking in my preparation. I've already spoke spoken to that, so I don't need to elaborate right. on that more. But the guilt. Not shame, because it's not doesn't define who I am, but the guilt of me not getting more homemade meals on the table, I'm struggling with it. That is a low. Yeah, but guilt is a motivator. Shame. That's right. It tears you down. That's right. And I'm motivated. And that's healthy guilt. That's right. It is. And because I am motivated. Um, And also grateful for a husband who helps pick up the slack because we both kind of share that responsibility because we both work full time. Well, here's my I don't know. And this is interesting. Social media. Interesting. Here's what I mean by that. Okay. I go through peaks and valleys of my time on social media. Everyone, social media gets a bad rap. A lot of times we need to decrease our screen time. Yeah, I I agree. I get that for sure. But you know what helps me to feel really connected to not only my online community and my people and our customers and and whatever, but also the my friends and family and personal people that I have actual real life relationships with, I want to double tap. I want to heart. I want to comment. I want to watch the stories on Instagram. I really do want to be more engaged on social media than for the most part than I am, which is like backwards from what everyone else says. Everyone else says we spend too much time on social media. And I'm saying it's an I don't know because I actually really am trying to figure out how can I be better about scheduling that almost like right and maybe that's what i need to do is take my own advice and actually put it on the calendar and block off say figure out a time when you can multitask with the social media there's no multitasking what could i possibly do that involves me scrolling through my screen and eating lunch i know i watch stories um and i actually i'm really just getting into stories but i actually really like it yeah a lot of my family doesn't live here and I just think it's a really cool way to connect. Some people, I have nothing down about it. I love watching her story every morning. It's just a bright, mm. bright little spot in my day. Mm-hmm. So I'll put makeup on and do that or sometimes eating lunch when I'm taking that time, watch stories. That's a good point. And that is a way that I could probably multitask. Do you have a high, low, and an I don't know that you'd want to share sure. what's going on right now? So okay. high right now is my husband and I are kind of re – we're taking a personal finance class right now, and we kind of redid our budgeting procedure mm-hmm. about six weeks ago. And so a high right now is we are really making the time, like I said, to sit down once every two weeks to talk about, like, the unexpected expenses so it's not just a big mm-hmm. – you know, and most of the time I'm the one that's aware of those and not him so much. Sure. Really helping us to communicate our communication with finances has gotten that's so cool great yeah which is which has really brought us closer together amazing thing that is another oh. topic oh yeah serious personal fa- fi- mm-hmm. uh, finance self-reliance like we've got to go there too that's a great one all right low i Wh- think my struggling? low to be honest and i hate to copy yours but actually the homemade dinner on mm. the table thing and it's not so much coming from lack of preparation it's coming from um, being able to arrange activities so we're all home for mm. longer than 20 minutes around that time right so yeah. working on that okay um i don't know hmm you know what actually i'm dealing with is we just recently canceled cable okay and i'm trying to decide with my husband what is the appropriate amount of time for our children to be spending watching TV and mm-hmm. when that is a downtime and when that is detrimental. Mm-hmm. So we're not really sure. Yeah. And we're just trying to figure it out. 
So it's an I don't know. Yep. I think that's perfect. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. There are three high-level thoughts that I think would be good to just kind of tie a bow on this conversation. Number one, embrace, embrace the times and the seasons for what they are. The goal is always the same. We yes. always want to be making good choices. We always want to be close with our family. We always want to be accomplishing great things and being involved in and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But the way that we do that is going to change, and it shouldn't look the same as the past decade or the future decade give yourself the seasons give yourself the grace and the compassion of really embracing the season you're in for sure it's going to change it should change we are meant to evolve the next thing is don't forget to step back from time to time with a true assessment you've got to be honest with yourself about what is working and what's not working and really practice self-correction it's okay Mm -hmm. to step back and go you know what I tried that not yeah. working for my family. Yeah, for sure. And my my best advice with this is if you are married, have this honest open conversation yeah. with your spouse. That is something that will bring you closer. Um, I would invite you to do it in love and with respect and without judgment and without snippeting at each other and really just having an open mind to say in a humble way and in a loving tone how do you feel like I'm doing with managing my time? I yeah. feel like I'm stressed out. I feel like I'm juggling a lot. Yeah. What What is your perception? What yeah. do you think I maybe should be letting go of? What should I be saying no to? Ask them. Yeah. Get their opinion. Get their insight. They care Spouses about your success. are really smart. For sure. They're and you great. know, that's, that's another thing is that having those heart-to-heart conversations with your spouse about roles and responsibilities, mm-hmm. budget, like you say. Expectations. Expectations. Oh, that's key. Anything, right? And then the last thing is go easy on yourself. Um, We're going to feel frustrated. That's going to happen when we can't feel like we're doing everything all the time as as we would want to. But I am here to tell you that the adversary wants us to feel discouraged and insecure and less than. He wants and that. And ashamed. Shame, yes. The, like Guilt versus shame. We know really where these feelings concept. come from. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not from a place of light and goodness and what is right and what is true. Right. So recognize that opposition for what it is. Pull up your big girl pants or your big boy pants. Yes. Think about those who are cheering you on. And that includes us. I'm going to tell you. Absolutely. Becky it is and I us. are on your And we hope squad. you are cheering us on yeah. as well. Absolutely. We are here for each other. And we just, we want you to do these things and decide what really works best for you because it's not going to look the same as, as the next girl. It and just, it's not supposed to. Right. You need to be secure and you need to be confident in the things that you know are right for you and your family, you are the boss of yourself. Yeah. And you can empower yourself to make decisions on your own and with your spouse that will serve your family. Absolutely. Well, we sure hope that this has all been helpful to you guys. We are really grateful that you are here, that you are a part of this. Um, as always, you know where to find the show notes. It's on the blog at beckyhiggins.com. You know to follow us on Instagram at cultivate a good life. And we would love to meet you at any of the three live events that are coming up in Arizona. That We've got them coming up on October 23rd, on November 9th and 10th, and then on November 27th. And you're, if you're like, wait, what are these events? We'll put it all in the show notes. We'll put it on social media. We don't want you to miss that opportunity if you do live in Arizona. We know this is a worldwide 
um, podcast. You know, we are certain that there are touching all the corners of the <laughs> earth, <laughs> hundreds of countries yeah. tuning in every week. But um, but we really sincerely we know that there are people listening from all over the world, and that Arizona is a far cry from being able to yeah. meet up with us. But hopefully, we'll get to more places in in the future. But um, thank you also for just sharing about this podcast with your friends. No matter how you share. We would be so grateful. Leaving a review on iTunes is great. Posting on social media, just bringing it up in conversation with people that you think will benefit. Like whatever that looks like for you, thank you in advance for doing that. We sure appreciate it. And also, thank you again to this episode's sponsor, Details to Enjoy Rocks My World. They oh, just, it is so good. I love them for who they are. I love them for the products that they make. I love the collaboration that I've been able to enjoy with them. And those pocket frames, those home-crafted mm-hmm. signs are, well, you and I both have them in our homes. We sure do. And here at the office. Yep. I mean. And I love the pocket frame because for me, I'm a girl who loves a seasonal item. Also, I love for my children to be putting quotes on the walls i love to be putting inspirational words and i like to change them out from time to time yeah. and so i absolutely am in love with their pocket frames and the changeability that it has it's gonna be so really fun. really good it's gonna rock all of our worlds yeah awesome we're super excited about that well thank you guys for being here we sure love you we hope that you feel that and peace out till next time have an awesome day see you guys Testing, testing. I want to say more things because I need to go back and listen to this. Talk to me one more time. Be- let me see your Hit distance. Hit me, baby, one more time. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> Do you look hot today? I feel really good today. Good. Well, we're pros now. So, you know, we've been doing this five episodes deep. So we are, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't figured out we're awesome yet, get the heck out. We think we're awesome.